0: And blessed be the rock. And may the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth. And blessed be the rock. And may the God of my salvation be exalted. I will magnify the Lord. For he is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock. And may the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and may the God of my salvation be exalted. Amen. Amen. God bless you, children of God. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble, our shield, our buckler, our way maker. Father, again, it is us, your little children, gathering in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, thanking you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us the privilege to experience another day in the land of the living. Thank you, Father, for putting food on our tables, Clothes on our backs, shoes on our feet. Father, you have been better to us than we deserve. We give your name all glory, all honor, and all praise. We pause reverently, Heavenly Father, our creator, our maker, to say thank you. To appreciate you for all that you are, all that you have done, all that you are doing. And Father, we even want to thank you for what you're going to do for us in the future. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. Father, we pray that as we study today to show ourselves approved unto you, we pray, Father, that you will speak to us, through us, and for us, that we may better understand your good, pleasing, and perfect will for our lives. Father, we want to walk in the steps that you have ordered for us because we understand that walking in the steps that you have ordered for us will run us into the blessings that you have ordained for us since before the foundations of the earth. You've told us in your word that the steps of a good man have been ordered by the Lord. Father, we want to walk in the steps that you have ordered, the steps that you have ordained. We want to go where you want us to go. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to say what you want us to say, that we may be blessed like you want to bless us. Father, we are trusting and taking by faith that you are going to do these things for us as we are touching and agreeing, asking, In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, let God's people around the world say amen and amen. Amen, children of God, the Lord bless you. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for those of you worshiping with us For the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church worldwide headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world, we do Thank God for each of you, and we pray God's continued blessings on your life, on your marriage, your ministry, your finances, your health, your mentality, everything. Listen, we want God's blessings on our lives. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to today, but understand this, my brother. Understand this, my sister. Every aspect of your life individually is either blessed by God or cursed by God. Finances either blessed by God or cursed by God. Health has either been blessed by God, cursed by God. Your ministry, your marriage, your fine your family, it, we want God's blessings on the various aspects of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my my sister. The more of God's blessings that are resting upon our lives, the sweeter our lives will be. Some people not living a sweet life. Some people do not find this life sweet at all. Some people do not find this life enjoyable at all. Why? Because they have a lot of God's curses on different aspects of their life. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may today we experience more of God's blessings in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, my brother, listen to me, my sister. The more we hear God, the more we can uh, receive God's blessings on the various aspects of our life. Now, the Lord is bringing something in my spirit now to share with you all. What is the difference between a good car and a bad car? A good car, most of the individual parts of that car, they work. The engine works, the tires Work the steering system, works the transmission, works a good car. Most of the individual parts work. A bad car, what is what we commonly call a bad car? Why do we call it a bad car? Because many, many systems of that car do not work. The engine is not good, the interior is not good, the wheels are not good. A good car. Most of the time, the individual parts are good. A bad car, we call it a bad car because the individual parts are bad. Well, it's the same with a good life and a bad life. A good life is because we have the blessings of God on the various parts of our life. A bad life is because we have the curses of God on the various parts of our life. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May you and I have a good life with God's blessings on the various aspects and the various parts of our lives in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, children of God, we're going to take a look today at the book of Second Peter, Chapter One and Verse Four. Second Peter, Chapter One, Verse Four. From the New International Version, the Apostle Peter speaks to us. Peter says through these God has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world. Praise the living God. We're going to work from a simple topic today, my brothers and my sister. Great and precious promises. Great and precious promises. Again, let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Again, Father, we say thank you. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for doing what you do. You've told us in your word that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Father, we pray today that we may position ourselves, that you may open up the floodgates of heaven, and pour us out a blessing that we won't have room enough to receive. Father, we know that it is not even difficult for you to do these things. May we position ourselves, Father, for your great and precious promises so that we, as your little children, may live the abundant life that Jesus Christ came for us to live. Father, we pray that you do these things for us as we hear what the Spirit has to say to the church in these last and evil days. Thank you, Father, in advance for the great and precious promises that you are going to manifest in our lives In the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, let God's people say amen and amen. Great and precious promises. When we talk about a promise, children of God, we are talking about counting on someone to do something that they have said that they were going to do. We make promises to one another. We expect one another to do what we say we're going to do. The Bible talks in the book of Proverbs about an unfaithful man or an unfaithful woman, how that they are like a broken tooth or a uh, leg that does not work well. You know, when we chew our food, we expect our teeth to work right. We expect our teeth to grind the food up, but a broken tooth it can be very painful it can be very disheartening because you expected your tooth to do something for you that your tooth is not doing or a leg that is not working right. I know playing basketball I have suffered injuries and 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 experienced situations where my leg was bending in a direction that It's not supposed to be. These are two situations that are not very pleasant, a broken tooth or a foot that does not or a leg that does not work right. Well, this is how Solomon equates an unfaithful man or an unfaithful woman. You expect certain things out of him or out of her, and when they don't do what you expected, it is very painful. It is very disheartening. It is very disappointing. You say, Apostle, why are you letting us to know this? Well, even God, even our Creator, He makes promises, my brother and my sister. Now, the promises of God can go either di- either direction. The promises of God can either work to make your life more beautiful. Or the promises of God can work to make your life more like hell. The question is, which promises do you want to receive? Which promises are you willing to to do what it takes in order for them to manifest? My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May you and I position ourselves so that the promises of God will make our lives sweeter. So that the promises of God will not have to make our life more hell. See, see, understand something, my brother. Understand something, my sister. The God that we serve is a covenant God, which means that he is a God who enters into legal binding agreements with his people. All God knows is his covenant. In other words, if you and I do this, then we're going to get this. But if you and I don't do this, then we're going to get that. So so understand, my brother and my sister, what God is, is looking at you. God is looking at me and God is waiting for you and for me to do something. Because God in his word says, look, if you do this, this is what I'm going to do for you. If you do this, God says, this is what I'm going to do for you. God says, if you do like I'm telling you, do like I'm asking you, Do God says, I'm going to bless you. But God says, if you don't do like I'm telling you, if you don't do like I'm asking you, God says, I'm going to curse you. The question is, what do you want, my brother or my sister? Do you want the blessings of God or you want the curses of God? Because that's all God got. That's all God works with in life. Blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, we all want blessings. God has fixed us up that way. The problem is we all don't want to do what God is telling us to do so that we may receive the blessings. My prayer for you is not that you'll be blessed. My prayer for you is not that you'll be cursed that's not my prayer for you. That's not my prayer for me. My prayer for you, my prayer for me is that we will do what it takes to be blessed and not do what it will take to cause you and me to be cursed. All God has is blessings and curses. When we die, we leave this world only two places. We're going into the presence of God, some call it heaven, some call it paradise, Some call, or we're going to hell. God has made two sexes, male and female. God has made two activities we can do, good, evil, right, wrong. God said we can either tell the truth or lie. God works very seriously with twos. Look at his promises, great and precious promises. God's promises in your life will be great and precious. The challenge is for you and me to position ourselves so that we can receive these great and precious promises of God. My prayer, my prayer for every soul. I don't know what country you in. I don't know what nation you are in may we position ourselves to receive the great and precious promises of God. Well, as we look at Peter's communication with God's people thousands of years ago, Peter encourages the people of God then, as I am encouraging, encouraging God's people now, to confirm your calling and your election. Peter con- told the people, confirm your calling and your election. You want to confirm. Even in the natural, we like to confirm. If we're getting ready to catch a plane or we're getting ready to go on a trip, you oftentimes I will contact the airline and confirm that my that the the ticket has been set or I will contact the hotel to confirm that the reservation has been made we want to confirm our calling and our election in Christ we don't want to I you know I, I have gotten in other countries in other nations having made reservations for things and gotten in places and there was no reservation to be found That was a bad feeling. And that was because part of that was because I did not confirm. Well, we don't want to be standing before God on judgment. And God had to tell us that your name is not on the list. Your name is not in the Lamb's book of life. We want to make we want to confirm our calling. We want to confirm our election as children of the most high God. Look at verse 3. Peter says that his or God's divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Now, you say the apostle, what are you saying? This is for those who feel like you are lacking I meet many people every day feel like they're lacking this. They're lacking that. We don't have this. We don't have that. Either somebody's lying. Either God is lying who says that his divine power has given us everything we need or you or I am lying. When I say that we or we when we say that we are lacking something. The Bible says That through God's divine power, he has already given us everything we need for a godly life. Now, we may be lacking some things that we don't need for a godly life, but God has already given us everything we need for a godly life. Now, understand this, my brother, and understand this, my sister. The Lord is dealing with, with me and my spirit in regards to this. Having everything we need and knowing that we have everything that we need are two different things. Having everything that we need. God has already told us through his apostle that we, God has already given us everything that we need. But the problem is not that we don't have what we need. The problem is that sometimes we don't realize what we need. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is not that we will have everything we need. The Bible already is telling us that God has given us everything we need. My prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we will realize that God has given us everything we need. See, some people are cursed with the the, the feeling of lack. That's a curse. Feeling like we're lacking this. Feeling like we're lacking that. Feeling like we don't have this. Feeling like we're... What? God has given us, the Bible says, God has given us everything we need. My prayer for you, my prayer for me from today, you will no longer feel like you are in lack. You will no longer feel like you are in need. As a child of God, you will look at your situation and say, God has already given me everything I need. I just need to have my eyes open to realize that I already have it. I already have what I need. Some of you think I need school fees. I need some the money in my account. I need somebody. I need to buy this. I need, I need that. Uh-uh, uh, I already have it. I just need God to show it to me. I already have everything I need. I just need God to reveal it to me. Now what the Lord is flashing in my spirit. On one occasion in the book of Acts, the apostle Peter, the same Peter that we are, reading about now, he had gotten locked up in prison for preaching and teaching the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the saints had gotten together, as oftentimes God's people will do, and were praying seriously for Peter's release From prison, oh Lord, we want you to release Peter. Oh Lord, touch the hearts. And what the saints didn't know was that last the last night, God had sent an angel of the Lord that went to the prison, opened up the gates, opened up the cells, let Peter and the other companions out. And while they were praying for Peter to be released from the prison, the Bible says Peter was knocking on the door. One of the girls came and saw Peter at the door while the saints were praying for Peter's release. She went back and told the other saints they didn't even believe it. Why? Because they didn't realize that God, what they were praying for, what they were beseeching God for what they were requesting, God had already done. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to this morning, but there are some of you under the sound of my voice, that what you praying for, what you are, God has already done it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Peter was already at the door. Let me find that scripture for you all. Children of God, we got to take I believe this is going to bless somebody today in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Go to the book, Children of God, Acts Chapter Twelve. Go to verse 5, children, of God, and we're just going to do this for time. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Bible says, so Peter was kept in prison. Watch this now. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. So Peter had gone to prison. People of God were praying for him. We thank God for this. No problem in this, but watch what happens. Now, you're going down to verses eight. Go to verse seven. Now, I got to start at verse six. The night before Herod was to bring Peter sleeping between two souls, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared And a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on his side. Woke him up. Angel said quick. Get up. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Then the angel said to him. Put on your clothes and sandals. Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you. And follow me. The angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea that the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed through the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. And they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Now watch this. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen when him, watch this. He went to the house of Mary. Also called Mark. Watch this where many people had gathered And were praying. Well, what were they praying? They were praying for Peter's release. They were praying for what God had already done. Some of us today are praying for what God has already done. I go into many countries, many nations, hear people praying hard, praying diligently for things that God has already done. Look at what the Bible says. Peter knocked at the outer entrance. And a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed, ran back without opening it and exclaimed, Peter is at the door. But look at what the people of God said about Rhoda. Now, I want to deal with that for a minute because this is how many people of God are treating individuals that have a revelation today. Rhoda had a revelation before all of the other people of God. God had showed her something, God had revealed something to her. But the other saints who didn't have the revelation, look at verse 15. They said, You are out of your mind. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. Some people. That you and I think are out of their mind. They're not out of their mind. They just have received a revelation from God before you. Before me. Rhoda was not out of her mind. God had just revealed something to her before he revealed it to you. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we not think people are out of their mind because they have a revelation from God before we do. Their mind because they, God has shown them something before he had, why did they think mind? Because God had showed her that Peter was already free. They were still thinking that Peter was bound. They were still thinking that Peter was in prison. They were still thinking that they needed to pray. Rhoda said, you don't need to pray. Peter is right outside. In other words, what you praying for, God has shown me that he has already done. They thought she was out of her mind. I don't know how many places I've been in. People thought I was out of their mind because God showed me something before he showed it to them. May God keep you strong while you are being persecuted because God has shown you something that he, before he has shown it to others. Rhoda had a revelation. Rhoda had an insight from God. Rhoda had seen some things, had heard some things. that It had been revealed to her that what the saints were praying for, it was not necessary. Now, suppose Rhoda had not gone to tell those saints that Peter was outside and they didn't go check it out. They might still be praying for Peter to be released from, from prison, and Peter was released last night sometime. They said, you are out of your mind, they t- told her. She kept insisting. See, this is why. Let's Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. This is why some of us with a revelation, we have to keep insisting because some people that think we are out of our mind today may be some of our greatest supporters tomorrow. People that think we have gone crazy yesterday, they may be some of our greatest congregation members tomorrow. Rhoda, the Bible says she kept insisting. Rhoda kept saying, look, God has shown me something. I don't care okay, what okay what you all what you all do god has shown me that peter is here we don't need to pray about that we don't need to fast about that we don't need to beseech god about that peter is outside the door when she kept insisting see some of your blessings are not gonna come without I- I- insisting Some of your miracles are not going to come without your insisting. Some people are not going to be convinced without us insisting. Praise the living God. When she kept insisting, why did she keep insisting? Because she knew God had showed her something. She knew that God had done something. Even though all these great number of people at the house, they weren't they weren't going for it. They weren't listening to Rhoda. They didn't want to hear what Rhoda had to say. Rhoda, you out of your mind. They thought Rhoda was crazy. Rhoda was looking at them like, I'm not the one that's crazy. You are the one for what God has already done. When she kept insisting that it was so. They said, watch this, it must be his angel. They still didn't have a revelation. They they still they they, they were still thinking wrong. Rhoda just looking at them like, what is people here? Well, sometimes people just don't have a revelation, my brother. Sometimes people just don't have a revelation, my sister. We have to keep insisting when we know what God has shown us. But well, look at what the Bible said. Not only was Rhoda insisting Peter was insisting see Peter knew that God had done something miraculous Rhoda knew that God had do done something miraculous but all the people at the house <laughs> they didn't they didn't believe it they they weren't going for it they weren't uh, Bible said verse 16 but Peter kept on knocking and when they opened the door and saw him they were astonished. You say apostle, what are you saying there? Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you're not going to believe till God show you something that he has already shown me or that he's already shown some others that some of you you're just not going to believe. You're, you know, saints just like we saints today, they just were not going to believe. Some of us being abused because God has shown something before he showed it to you. They called Rhoda. They said, Rhoda, you out of your mind. You are out of your mind. They didn't accept what Rhoda was talking about. Said, ah, it must be his angel. But Rhoda just was like, uh-uh. I'm telling y'all, God has shown me something. Rhoda said, do you think I would be be doing all this for nothing? Rhoda said, look, do you think I would just come in here and be doing all this, telling you all that Peter's outside and making a fool of myself for nothing? Bible says saw him. Understand my brother, understand my sister. Some people are not going to believe what I am talking about what you are talking about. Some people are going to have to see for themselves. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we not have to see for ourselves. May we believe God. May may, may we believe God's true servants in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. When they saw him, doesn't say when when Rhoda, see they should have been astonished when Rhoda told him. They didn't want they didn't. They weren't astonished when, when Rhoda told them they were astonished when they had finished abusing Rhoda. When they finished calling her crazy, when they finished not supporting what she was saying, when they saw him, they were astonished. Peter motion, verse 17, Peter motion with, with, to be quiet. See, sometimes people just need to shut up. Sometimes, but Peter told be quiet Peter's the motion with his hand shut up I don't know how he did it you know we do a thing here in the US where we just close our hand that's an open mouth and that's a closed mouth Peter says basically shut up some people talking that need to shut up Peter motion with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. I don't know who God has sent me here to talk to. God is t- telling me that there's somebody listening to me today. God is going to bring you out. I don't know something. There's some people God is gonna just, he's gonna bring you out of poverty. There's some people God say, I'm gonna bring them out of sickness. There's some people God say, I'm gonna bring them out of doubt. God says some people, I'm gonna bring them out of lack. God, they, God, the same way God brought Peter out of prison, God said, Robert, I'm seeing my spirit. I'm saying, Yes, Lord. God said, I have the power to bring my people out of anything I want to bring my people out of. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Well, Peter told the saints, Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left for another place. So I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister. What you and I see, and the Lord is dealing with me on this. 500 years ago, 500 years ago, everybody thought the world was flat. Just about everybody. If you were talking about the world being round 500 years ago, they'd have put you in a mental institution because the the belief of the day was that the world was flat. 1,500 years ago, people believed that the earth was the center of the universe. Now, both of these two things we know are ridiculous today. We know the world is not flat. We know that the earth is not the center of the universe, but these were things that most everybody believed in their day. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? What do you think we are believing today that people will know is nonsense 500 years from now? 500 years from now, ago, everybody, just look it up. Everybody thought the world was was flat. Christopher Columbus and the, and different or oh, Galileo were sailing their ships, talking about going around the world. People had maps that they were going to fall off the edge of the world if they kept sailing. But these men, this they, they said, no, it's not true. That's not true. And they ended up proving what we know to be the truth today, which is that the Earth is round. 500 years from now, what will people know is true that we are believing that is absolute nonsense today? The saints were believing that Peter was in prison. Even when Rhoda tried to tell them Peter is not in prison. Peter is standing outside the door. They thought it was nonsense. until it was revealed to them, my prayer. And this is one of the reasons, my brother and my sister, why we are here every day. Because as we study God's word more and more, God is able to reveal more and more truth to us so that we don't be believing and walking in nonsense. If you don't like hearing God's word, what you like is believing and walking in nonsense. We want to hear the truth, so we come together. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Holy Spirit is able to reveal to us through his prophets, through his uh, apostles. He's able to reveal truth to us so that we don't have to be bound by nonsense and bound by All kinds of mess and lies and and untruth. Jesus said, ye shall know. To the Jews that believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want to encourage you, my brother, encourage you, my sister, hear more of God's word, because as we hear more of God's word, God is able to reveal to us more and more and more of his truth. God's God's apostles and prophets knew 500 years ago that the earth was not flat, but most people, they did not believe it. God will give his apostles and his prophets a special revelation, even though the majority of people in the this, in this society or in the generation they're living in don't believe it. God will give a special knowledge to his apostles and his prophets. See. Now, God has given us Everything we need. You say, Apostle, what's the special knowledge that God has given to you today? Special knowledge is that we as children of God, God has already given us everything. Look at verse three. Back to uh, second Peter. Verse, uh, Verse three, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through. Watch this. Our knowledge of Christ who called us by his own glory and goodness. So if we don't have much knowledge of of Christ, then we're not going to have much knowledge that we already have what we need. We're going to keep thinking we don't have what we need. We're going to keep thinking we are in lack. We're going to keep thinking, keep thinking. And God is trying to show you and me through the knowledge of Christ that we already have what we need. Verse 4. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. So understand, my brother, understand my sister, you and I want to hear the word of God, hear the spirit of God so God can reveal to us his very great and precious promises. That he has for us. It's one thing being promised something. It's another thing knowing that you have been promised something. We want to know these great and precious promises that God has for you. And for me. So watch this. So that through them. You and I may participate in the divine nature. Listen, we got two natures, the divine nature and the carnal nature, divine natures from God, carnal natures from the adversary. We want to participate. We want to operate in the divine nature more and more and more and more. Having escaped corruption in the world. Watch this. Caused by evil desires. So we got godly desires. We got evil desires in us. We got the divine nature. We got the carnal nature in us. Which one will we operate in the most? My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we do operate in the divine nature. May we operate in the godly nature so that we can escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. Do you ever wonder why all this corruption is in in the world? Because men and women have chosen to listen to evil desires. that's, that's, That's what causes corruption. You and I have an evil desire. We decide to listen to it. There's the problem. So we want to make every effort as you go down further, verses five through eight, adding to your faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, for perseverance. Good. We want to add to the building blocks that Christ uh, has for you and for me. As we do that, my brother, as we do that, my sister, the great and precious promises that God has for you and for me, they will be revealed and manifested in our life. You can't just lay one course of bricks and think that you are going to have a house. You have to lay course on top of course on top of course on top of course then put the roof on. You have to. So it is with the promises of God. There are things that we have to lay on top and lay on top and lay on top and lay on top in order for you and for me to receive the great and precious promises of our God. May you and I. Be persistent. You and I be steadfast and unmovable uh, until we receive the great and precious promises of our God. God has great things in store for you. God has great things in store for me. Well, children of God, you bless God, bless God, great, I don't know who you are and where you are, child of God, and I don't need to know, I already know, I know what God has for you, if you and I will get in the right place and get in the right position and do the right thing, I know what God has for you and I know what God has for me, great and precious promises. So let us get in position for these great and precious promises that our creator has in store for us. Through these, God has given us his very great and precious promises. Why? So that through them you and I may participate in the divine nature. These precious promises, these great and precious promises, what God is trying to do is get you and me to participate in the divine nature. Whatever these great and precious promises are, understand that what God is trying to do through these great and precious promises. He's trying to get you and he's trying to get me to participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world. May you and I receive more of the great and precious promises. Very great and precious promises of our creator in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you, children of God. Heaven continue to smile on each of us. This is Apostle Robert Bryant for the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kenston, North Carolina, USA, signing out.